1: It's 9.30 in
2: 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. Cloudy skies outside, 45 degrees in Buffalo.
0: A dispute between the village of Kenmore and businesses Colvin Cleaners and InstiPrints came to an end yesterday after the village said it will not seek to use eminent domain to expand the police station on their property. The village will instead use existing property, Rather than take over the
2: businesses. Chris Bellani from Colvin Cleaners detailed the, his issues with the original plan.
3: Insty Prince does not want to relocate. They don't want to move. If they did, they would have sold their property to the village
2: of Kenmore. The village
3: of Kenmore is just taking over against their will rather than looking at other options to expand the police station.
2: And we don't feel like that's right. Originally, the village tried buying out Insty Prince on Elmwood Avenue, but owners felt the offer was too low. The village then tried to take over the property using eminent domain. At last night's meeting, Mayor Patrick Mang announced a change of plans. You know, we just decided, you know what, there's people that are objecting to this. Uh, We can still do certain things there, not ideally. But as I said, the police chief came to me today and he said, I look things over and I think I can make this work. Now the village saying police headquarters will remain at its current location, expand into the parking lot while adding a second floor, something they originally labeled, is not being possible.
0: New York's new climate rules will see gas appliances like ranges, dryers, and more banned from newly built homes and unavailable to purchase even for people who don't have gas appliances by 2030. WBEN's Tom Puckett. Is taking a look at the immediate impact.
3: Jim Kelly of Kelly's Appliances believes the new state law requiring new appliances be electric only by 2030 won't affect current gas appliance users and homeowners as they'll be grandfathered. But it will still be tough for customers
1: down the road. Gas yes,
3: is still the big winner in, in western New York. It's, uh, it, it, In my opinion, it hasn't changed. It has not gone down. If anything, gas has gotten stronger over the last three years. Kelly says it should not affect his business, as he also sells electric appliances. Michael Blum at All Parts Appliance and Service in Hamburg says he understands why the state wants to make the switch, but he thinks the rule may not take effect in 2030. I don't think it's going to come as quick as they're talking. You know, It'll probably be in a bit battley courts for a while to stop it, I would think. Blum says there's an advantage to having a gas appliance over electric. Power goes out, you still have gas on a range, at least the burners, not the oven, but if you're able to at least cook. You know, electric goes out. You're you basically are going to lose everything. And obviously, with storms and different things, uh, power goes out quite a bit for people, and
2: you're without it. It's tough. <laughs> Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Uh, gas appliances could be on the way out.
0: I think a lot of people don't know this yet, and this comes as a shock.
2: I think so too. So basically, the way that these new climate laws work. If you have a gas appliance right now, I mean, they're not taking it away from you or saying that you can't use it. However, when it comes time to replace that appliance, if it's after 2030, as it stands right now, you'd have to buy an electric stove, dryer, right. whatever that Which might be. Which is not
0: an easy changeover.
2: I don't think so for a lot of people who are you know so yeah. used to the gas. I think there's going to be a run on gas appliances. and. December of 2029, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um. But new builds would not be allowed to uh, install gas. They've already done this in New York City in many uh, ways, and now it's expanding across the state.
0: Which has to add to the cost of the home.
2: It would seem that if you have to go, go electric case, only, and it might be one of these things that maybe gets pushed back. We'll see. Um. And we'll uh, be talking about that a little bit later on. Uh, a little over an hour from right now, Dominic Cortez joining us with uh, how this might affect what you do inside of your home.
0: The Senate is out with its final version of the defense spending bill, and it includes a Republican request to end the military's mandatory COVID vaccines.
3: The Defense Authorization Spending Act is enormous, more than 4,400 pages, and it spends $45 billion more than President Biden requested. Of course, it must now get past the House and Senate vote. It also includes a Republican push section telling the Pentagon to stop mandating COVID vaccines for service members. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy wants the president to go even further and reenlist those who were
0: discharged for refusing to take the shot. It's Andy Field. The House is voting
1: tomorrow. Buffalo Central Terminal again in the spotlight. Over the last several years, a number of different groups and organizations have looked into the massive restoration efforts of one of the more iconic buildings in the city of Buffalo, Buffalo Central Terminal. Thanks to a massive nonprofit effort, tens of millions of dollars in public and private funding has been committed to the Central Terminal Restoration Corporation in support of future redevelopment of the main terminal building, as well as the other buildings and surrounding property as a community and economic hub. With the revitalization of the Central Terminal, Terminal and the surrounding areas as a central focus, 25 graduate students at the University of Buffalo's School of Architecture and Planning have been crafting proposals over the last few months to transform the land owned by the city of Buffalo adjacent to the main terminal building, which covers more than 16 acres of land.
3: We have an architecture program. We've got a real estate program. And what we really want to do is work together to really make an impact on the city. And lo and behold, I saw this summer, there's a request for expressions of interest is what it's called, or right through early proposal stages, to work not just on the terminal, but on the grounds of the terminal. So that's a site that's owned by the cities next to the terminal. That was
1: Assistant Professor of Architecture at the University of Buffalo, Conrad Kickert. Working with colleague Matthew Rowland, Assistant Professor in Real Estate Development, Kickert put together five teams of students from both programs to work on the design of the project and provide a viable site program and calculate development costs. What Kickert and Rowland came up with for this project was sort of a new idea as they ended up making it into a competition for the teams involved. While students like Enrico Debate from the Real Estate Masters Program admits he would love his team to be picked as the winning group for their redevelopment plan, it was the experience itself that he feels already makes him a winner for the long-term future.
3: Just the fact that- was able to do this type of large-scale community development project. It's something that I'm very interested in doing moving forward and I think that like
1: exposure to being able to build a development project like this is what has been the greatest result of being in this class to begin with. More on the redevelopment project plans from UB students for Buffalo Central Terminal is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News.
0: Brayton, thank you, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the Central Terminal later on this morning. The investigation into the attack on Moore County, North Carolina's power grid continues as thousands of residents face another day without electricity. There
3: have been plenty of tips called in, but no solid leads yet on who shot up transformers at two Duke Energy substations Saturday night, knocking out all of the power to Moore County. County Commission Chair Nick Perserno.
1: Whoever the perpetrator is, I hope they turn the power off in the cell they put you in. Duke Energy did have some good news about when the power may be
3: coming back on. Hope to have all customers back on Wednesday night, just before midnight. Jeff Brooks with Duke Energy says if power is restored Wednesday night, it would be a day sooner than they first projected. Tony Marino, ABC News, Charlotte.
2: Uh, Still amazing, without power uh, for this period of time, all because of that one act. America marking today a day of infamy, 81 years after the Pearl Harbor attack. Over 2,400 U.S. personnel killed during the Japanese surprise attack that day. The number of World War II survivors dwindling. 101-year-old Lou Conter was a sailor on board the USS Arizona. My
0: doctor says, you know. Getting there, flying there is only a few hours, but getting to the airport and getting up there and sitting around and waiting there, and, and eight or ten hours is too much for you to, to take at your age.
2: Counter uh, detailing why he's not able to attend today's remembrance events, which is uh, kind of a, a more... And more you're hearing about that right. every single year which is sad to think but the event will still go on pearl harbor today 81 years since the attack that's
0: incredible and any survivors would be around 100 years old or I, more
2: it's amazing yeah. to think about that but that is you know that i mean that's the time that's how right. uh, time works but 100 years old and you know back at, at the time a young guy And uh, now it is, yeah, 81 years later.
1: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Cloudy skies, some light rain and drizzle today. Temperatures holding in the mid-40s. For tonight, passing rain or snow shower. Overnight lows in the mid-30s. On Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with highs near 40 degrees. Mostly cloudy with temperatures in the mid to upper 30s on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aramankowski.
0: Dominic Cortez is with us this morning, owner of Cortez Construction and host of the Home Improvement Show Saturdays here on WBEN. Dominic, New York State is moving toward big changes with homes, uh, new climate rules, and it's going to affect, as Brian just mentioned, how we heat our homes, how we operate appliances, by phasing out natural gas for heating, cooling, hot water in favor of electric or zero emission systems. This is jarring for people who are just hearing about it. What about for you? Yes,
1: yes,
3: absolutely. And and the the real problem here is that the plan to replace natural gas is flawed. And it's flawed because most electricity is generated by, guess what? Natural gas. So uh, we're kind of spinning ourselves in a circle here. And the other thing that's really distressing about this, and I'm wondering who's doing this research because the benefits of natural gas far exceed any of the consequences. In fact, you know, the whole argument about um, global warming, it's, it's been proven that less than 9% of our carbon emissions in this country are from natural gas. And so if we eliminate natural gas, the statistics show that we're only gonna lower that by one and a half percent. So where are we headed here? The infrastructure is not in place to make this move. There's not enough electricity being generated, and to replace it, um, there's not another plan. And what do we have? What happens when the power goes out? And we rely on our generators to give us a backup uh, when when we have no power. What are you going to do then? Use batteries just to, to run our houses? And we know what the whole battery discussion leads us into. So this has not been thought out, and I, I really have no. Real understanding as to what is that the basis of, of why, why we're going in
2: this direction. You know, Dominic, when it comes to heating your home, you know, um, some people are so used to a gas-powered furnace. Uh, what are the other options aside um, from natural gas? So,
3: excellent question, Brian, because the alternatives are Electricity. And electricity is a lot more expensive to, to operate than natural gas. Now, you could say, well, let's go geothermal. Yes, absolutely. The smartest thing you could do to heat your home is to heat it with geothermal. However, infrastructure costs to put in geothermal run upwards of thirty dollars to $40,000. And you still need electricity to run geothermal because it works with a heat pump. Heat pump runs on electricity. So, the backup side of the equation is still an issue. We don't have a good plan other than battery to run anything on a backup.
2: Is it your understanding, that? you know, Dominic, when this takes effect, that okay, say uh, you got a gas-powered furnace, it blows uh, in the year 2031. That you wouldn't be able to. Uh, that's the rule for ranges, for gas dryers. Is it your understanding that that would apply to furnaces too?
3: Well, it seems that way. And again, you know, our listeners should uh, take this as a warning, and we should start writing to our uh, representatives to reverse this policy. It's already in place in New York City, by the way. Um, As of now, anything seven stories or taller in New York City has to be 100% electric. Uh, And in a year or so, that changes to every commercial structure in New York City. And then it starts to come across the state uh, in the residential setting in 2030. So uh, yeah, in 2030, when you need a new furnace, you may be buying an electric furnace if we don't uh, see this change.
0: That's just not that far away. 2030. If if you currently exactly. use natural gas for for heating, uh, for cooking, your dryer, hot water tank, what is the switchover like? It can't be too easy, well, I would imagine, and it's got to be costly.
3: So the the actual switchover is really not going to be the, the the big cause for concern. I mean. We have electricity coming into our homes. We have natural gas coming into our homes. We're going to turn off the gas and we're going to turn on perhaps another power line that will power the the electricity. The, the, The problem really is that, A, electricity is more costly to operate, and, B, the infrastructure to power and generate electricity is not in place to be able to support all this extra usage.
2: The gas appliances, when you look at new builds, how many are still going that way? Is it the most popular in Western New York? Hands down, without a question. The most reliable, the most dependable,
3: the most affordable, the most uh, technology rich appliances are all gas appliances. The best cooking surface is a gas cooking surface. Ask any chef that. So, you know, the ripple effect and and the acceptance level of this is going to be a steep, steep curve.
0: What about winter, too, in this part of the country? I mean, we've heard about concerns with electric cars for winter. Right. What about changing over all these appliances in our homes, including our heat?
3: The real, the, real cost, the real concern there, Susan, is going to be the cost. Because you know how we have... Peak usage times, and you know they they spike pricing at peak usage times to dissuade usage. Well, how are you going to do that when you're running your furnace? You to need to run your furnace 24/7 in the winter time. So, you know the utilities are going to have to um, revamp how we pay for electricity. It has it's going to have to be uh, become a lot more affordable than it is right now
2: where does this go from here i think that's i think about this and you just mentioned those peak usage times uh dom when i i'm in the hot day in the summer and i have a smart thermostat and i'll get the notification on my phone like hey peak usage we're gonna do this um you don't have to uh you know limit your ac and how much it's running but and you can override it, but we're gonna do this and you'll get a kickback on your bill or whatever it is. And normally I go, yeah, whatever, that's fine. Uh, it's not it's nothing yeah. ever ever too. But I'm always thinking about, well, what happens when they don't give me the option to override? Exactly. It, it, it controls everything remotely when everyone has one of these smart thermostats. I, do you ever think about the future with that and where we're all headed? Absolutely, because
3: again, right now, as we stand to sit here on, on December 8th and discuss this, uh, December 7th, sorry, I got us ahead, uh, we, are, we do not have the right uh, systems in place to be able to sustain this whole idea. Did you guys know that this is not, this is a public policy tool? This is not, uh, this is being a change in the way we run our country as a public policy. Another way they could approach this. Is to greatly increase the cost of gas by taxing it and dissuading its use that way. But this is being shoved down our throat as a public policy, which is different than any anything else. This is this is Big Brother.
0: As a contractor, were you ever, you know, asked your opinion about this?
3: Oh, of course not. Um, I mean, I have I have taken the platform that we have here on WN to inform the public and. I have um, had discussions, uh, you know, with uh, public officials, but it's funny about that. Um, you just get the deer in the headlights there back from them. Um, I don't really know who's driving this, uh, but it is coming from downstate. And, of course, it's already in California. You, you can't buy an, a, a gas space heater. Um, you won't be able to buy a gas-electric uh, uh, water heater in California if that's not already in place now. So it, it's coming, folks.
2: I hope the uh, stores have the stock ready for uh, 2029. Uh, Dom, thanks so much. Dominic Cortese joining us. You can hear him every uh, weekend here on WBEN.
1: That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.